Welcome to Proven Improbable. I'm your host, Maurice Jackson. Today's show is dedicated to investors that wish to identify market indicators on the health of the economy, demonetization, uranium, precious metals, and most important, what actions you, the investor, need to take. Joining us today to discuss these very important topics is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Fulp. Thank you for joining us, sir. Well, thank you, Maurice. Mr. Fulp, you have a repute uh, that is really remarkable in the natural resource space. For first-time listeners, can you tell us about the mercenary geologist? Well, I'm not sure about remarkable. Uh, I guess I am well-known and perhaps a bit infamous for speaking my mind. Um, all geologists are mercenaries. I just happened to coin the term and branded myself. Uh, geologists, for the most part, are, are for hire. We don't have regular jobs. We go from contract to contract. So I'm an analyst, writer, speaker. Uh, my topics include junior resource speculation, wealth preservation, macroeconomics, libertarianism, freedom, pacifism, etc. And you also have a 24-hour streaming radio show, is that correct? I do, mercenarygeologist.fm, and this interview will be placed into that rotation. We generally have about a dozen interviews that I've done, say, within the last couple of months that are in the rotation. All right. Well, thank you for sharing that with listeners. Let's delve into today's show. Mickey, the Fed has increased interest rates for only the second time this decade. Is it time to finally admit that Austrian economics and precious metal advocates were wrong and that the Fed has everything under control? Well, those are pretty strong words, and I'm probably not ready to admit that now. But Let's give the Keynesian banksters their credit. Uh, they've kept the economy economy afloat uh, post-global economic crisis. Uh, we've been in a deflationary environment uh, with devaluation of fiat currencies, and that's ongoing. We all, I think, agree that the piper will be paid. The big question is when, and that's not an answerable question. You know, we got. Uh, some well-known people in our business that have been uh, saying we're on the verge of economic collapse for, what, going on 35 years now, I suppose. You know, thank you for conveying that. And for investors that are seeking a more comprehensive way of determining the health of the economy, instead of using the Fed and or the stock market, can you share with investors what indicators you look towards? Well, I'm really focused on natural resource space. So I come at it perhaps from an alternative media point of view. And so my predictions are based on short-term economic factors such as the supply-demand equations for oil and copper, uh, to a lesser extent gold, but especially so in times of uh, economic duress. Um, and one thing I use to predict those short-term price moves and supply-demand fundamentals would be something called the Baltic Dry Index. And for those that are interested, I wrote about that uh, just this week. And where can they find that? That's going to be on mercenarygeologist.com, correct? Correct, under the musings page. And if you would, what, without going too in-depth with it, what is copper and oil telling you right now? 
that we are coming out of a five-year bear market for commodities, that we are in an incipient bull market cycle. And so from that point of view, I'm very bullish on the idea that we're still in a secular bull trend for uh, commodities that we're halfway through that perhaps and those things usually last upwards of 30 years so we had five-year bear market cycle and so I'm very optimistic about uh, say the future the near term to uh, midterm future of commodities now sticking with the US next month we will have a new president President-elect Trump recently made some notable statements regarding a subject you and I both like, which is uranium. For listeners, if you weren't aware, President-elect Trump and Russian President Putin both stated that they want to increase and improve their nuclear capacities. Mickey, investors that may not understand the value proposition regarding uranium, can you provide a macro picture of the current state of uranium? Well, let me preface my remarks in, with this question to your question. Uh, the nuclear weapons arsenal of the entire world is a very small part of the demand for uranium. So no matter what happens on the nuclear weapons side, it doesn't really move the market of uranium. Uranium, uh, since about 1970, has been used exclusively uh, for nuclear power or new supplies of uranium, let's say. Um, and that industry is unhealthy at this stage, and the supply-demand equation for uranium to generate uh, electricity is broken at this stage. And this kind of leads into my next question. Uh, would this have been the catalyst for uranium? I believe you just addressed that. Well, I think the only catalyst for uranium is time. Uh, you know, uh, uranium has been in capitulation as a commodity over the last year, and uranium stocks have been in capitulation during that period of time. Um, the only catalyst that we really have is time, and we do not have a clear idea of when utilities will start to contract supplies of uranium. Uh, certainly short-term uh, needs are covered. Uh, and so at some point, the uranium industry, uranium mining will recover. But once again, the question is when. Now for investors that are seeking to have a position in uranium, Mickey, can you share a company and or companies that you like in the uranium sector? Well, let me emphasize this is a contrarian play and based on my previous remarks, we're not quite sure. No one is. Uh, it's a very opaque market uh, when these utilities will start to contract again. Uh, uranium mining is not the only source of uranium for nuclear power. Um, we have uh, a tremendous amount of secondary supply, very opaque market there. Uh, but I personally hold some domestic U.S. producers. That's where I think the upside is highest. Um, a couple of those would be energy fuels, which is kind of the big boy on the block in uranium space in the U.S. now. Um, Another one I hold is Uranium Energy Corp, 
which is a potential producer at this stage in South Texas, or uh, perhaps a takeover target. Uh, but it requires $45 a pound to, uh, to start production again, and we're not quite even halfway to that price right now on the spot market. The uh, longer-term contract market is probably about $30. Uh, but these are both uh, contrarian plays. They're beaten down, and I'm a contrarian. So, uh, you know, I've, I've bought these stocks uh, multiple times, and if you own them now, it might be a good time to average down. Um, I will say my worst call ever or perhaps not ever, but certainly within the last year and a half, two years, was Uranium Resources, Inc., which uh, historically was a producer in South Texas, uh, moved into Turkey into a really interesting uh, ISR play in central Turkey. But as that country has blown up geopolitically and uh, uh, Uranium Resources, Inc., since I picked that stock, has rolled back and it sold most of its uranium prospects, and now it looks like it's a, a junior lithium explorer or speculator, whatever you want to call it, in lithium space. Well, I know investors are glad that you're uh, conveying your thoughts on the uranium sector. Moving on to geopolitics, the governments of Venezuela and India have decided, I should say, to demonetize. Mickey, this is truly a sad event for the citizens of those countries. I've been conducting a series of interviews with Giant Bandari, the host of the highly acclaimed Capitalism and Morality, in which you were a featured speaker last year. Uh, he has been conveying the events as they unfold. It is in times such as these that the citizens in these countries discern the difference between money, which is gold and silver, and what they've called money, which is currency. Can you share your thoughts on these events? Well, let me say first that I know Giant well, and I respect his work, and I've been following what he's uh, been writing about India, and perhaps he's still in India as we speak. Uh, but this is part of the worldwide war on cash and uh, fiat currencies, and they're not really money. They're just means of, uh, of trading versus barter. Um, you know, uh, it's essentially an, a, a way to force the citizens to uh, give up their their resources and their assets. Uh, but it not only happens in what would be called second or third world countries, remember that it's happened in the United States, or it happened twice in the 20th century. In 1932, when uh, Roosevelt devalued the dollar by 70 percent, uh, and also in 1971, when Nixon took the U.S. off the gold standard. That was essentially a default on the U.S. dollar. So it, it happens in all countries that print fiat currencies. Uh, going on to Venezuela, uh, it's a failed socialist state without a legitimate currency. Uh, and there's been a black market for U.S. dollars since Chavez took over in 1999 and perhaps prior to that. But certainly I've worked in Venezuela and it's one of the most dysfunctional societies I've ever uh, set foot in. And, you know, I think now I've been to 31 different countries. Uh, 
Uh, the U.S. keeps it afloat with heavy oil imports because we've got refineries on the Gulf Coast from Texas to Louisiana that need heavy oil. Um, and so it's a direct ship from uh, Maracaibo, essentially, uh, to uh, ports on the Gulf Coast. So uh, just shows you that uh, socialism slash communism does not work as an economic uh, and political state. And in India's case, uh, the case can be made that uh, Modi is a fascist and uh, in, imposing uh, socio-fascist policies on the citizens of India at this stage. Now, Mickey, is this why you advocate and hold precious metals? Absolutely. But I will only advocate that you hold 10 to 20 percent of your net wealth in precious metals, uh, and especially gold. This is real money. Gold is real money, and it's a way to preserve your wealth in times of economic duress. It's a safe haven. It's an insurance policy against financial calamity. Now, if you were beginning your precious metals portfolio today, which would you buy? Gold, silver, platinum, or palladium? Well, I'm looking at a button right now in my office uh, that you could uh, pin on your shirt there. And I made this button in 1979, and it says, the golden rule, he who holds the gold makes the rules. So. You want to own physical gold first, and you want that in your physical possession with no third-party risk. Um, that said, if you already have some gold, uh, at this stage, I would say you would, should buy platinum because uh, it's more compelling. Be, uh, the platinum-to-gold ratio, I looked at it today prior to our interview, and it's at 079 and that's near historic lows. So of all the four precious metals, gold number one, uh, platinum number two is the one that acts most as a precious metal and less as an industrial metal. And let me break this down a little further. Do you prefer one ounce or do you prefer fractional denominations of platinum? For instance, you like know, a tenth I, of an ounce. Yeah, I generally buy uh, one ounce bars or larger because uh, I'm a tightwad, and I don't like to pay high markups. So uh, the argument can certainly be, be made that uh, fractional gold coins might have or likely to have uh, more utility uh, if the, you know, what comes down and you basically got to sell gold uh, to, into whatever fiat currency is in the country you live in to buy necessary goods. So uh, there certainly is our value to be had in fractional coins, but, uh, but the markup kind of gets to me. So I might be one of those guys that shave off a piece of gold. And I should also say that, uh, that I'm a buyer of gold nuggets. So I've got a lot of, or I've got some gold that, uh, uh, comes right out of the ground, and perhaps that's easier to shave off than a coin. Interesting. You know, uh, what words of wisdom would you have for an investor that does not have a position in precious metals? Well, I think you want to own gold, and the best way to buy gold 
is in one ounce bars because the markup is low. Um, you know, if you buy coins, uh, you're paying for the minting of a coin, generally uh, to some government. So uh, I would say you want to start by bu buying gold, gold bars. And I would say that it's especially important that you have that physical gold in your physical possession. Not in a safe deposit box because the banks are only open something on the order of maybe four, 35 to 40 hours a week in uh, a 168-hour week. So you don't have access to your gold most of the time. And you don't own your safety deposit box. The government owns it. You or uh, the banks own it, pardon me, the banks own it. The government can get into it with a subpoena or a warrant, and uh, you only own the contents. And so uh, this idea of physical gold, not paper gold, not ETFs, not gold stocks, but physical gold somewhere close to you, I think is very important. You, know, you referenced safe deposit boxes with banks. Um, also worthy of mention is that they are not insured. A lot of uh, uh, investors believe that a safe deposit box is insured with the FDIC, and that is incorrect. Uh, You're exactly correct on that. And in fact, uh, I know for, for sure that uh, your insurance company, your homeowner's insurance, uh, does not cover uh, your physical gold unless it's in the form of jewelry. You know, Mr. Fulp, we've covered a lot of ground today. Last question. What did I forget to ask? Well, it's the holiday season, Maurice, and I, you didn't ask me my holiday plans. So I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, my exceedingly <laughs> lovely girlfriend is visiting from Vancouver for a couple of weeks. And uh, I'm going to the Broncos game on New Year's Day up in Denver. Uh, no matter what the weather is, uh, the uh, the Broncos may not be in the playoffs, but uh, we're playing the hated Raiders. So regardless, we will have a fun time. And so I ask you, what are your holiday plans? I plan to watch my uh, Detroit Lions somehow, some way, uh, fool their own plans <laughs> of making the playoffs. But no, oh, I... <laughs> they're... yeah, they're in the playoffs. And uh, no, most important, I plan on spending time with my, my wonderful sons and my beautiful wife and... Uh, just enjoying this time of the year and reflecting on where we've come as proven improbable and where we are going. So again, we thank you for being part of the, uh, the family here of proven improbable. And uh, Mickey, before we close, please share with listeners where you will be presenting in 2017. Well, in January, I hope to present at the Cambridge House in Vancouver. Regardless, I will be there. Uh, I'm at the PDAC in March in Toronto, likely in New York in June at the one-to-one uh, -one investment conferences. Uh, uh, I hope to be at, once again at Jayant's uh, Capitalism and Morality Symposium in July. And as always, I'm looking for other opportunities to perform. So uh, if anybody uh, wants to uh, solicit me as a speaker, I would welcome all those opportunities. You know, I enjoyed your presentation last year. I was there at uh, Capitalism and Morality. Wonderful presentation. Yes, you were. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> and that's actually where we finally met, huh? 
<laughs> yeah, it is. We talked uh, on the phone and exchanged or in interviews and exchanged emails uh, quite a lot, but that was our first face-to-face -face, face -face meeting. You know, Mickey, uh, please share one more time the website and contact for uh, listeners. Mercenarygeologist.com. Uh, I run a free email subscription. We've got 6,300 subscribers. On Twitter, at Mercenary Geo, you can be part of 59,000 followers and growing as we speak. Uh, we already mentioned mercenarygeologist.fm, which is the archived interviews that I do. And finally, uh, via email at contact at mercenarygeologist.com, and I will respond unless you are a troll. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. And last but not least, please visit our website, www.provenandprobable.com. If you are seeking to protect your portfolio from demonetization through Miles Franklin Precious Metals Investments, we offer gold, silver, platinum, and palladium, offshore storage, and safe deposit boxes, which are fully insured and secured by Brinks and self-directed IRAs. The website, again, is www.provenandprobable.com. Mickey Fulp, the mercenary geologist, thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Thank you, Maurice. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, sir. Thank you for joining us today on Proven and Probable. Remember to like and subscribe for more conversations with the most respected names in the natural resource space. Check out our website at www.provenandprobable.com. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.